Dropping Jewels. Hello, hello. Before you listen to the show, I just want to say thank you, and I'll be doing this more often. I'll be sharing some of my favorite products on and off in my upcoming podcast. Today, it's gonna be headphones. As you know, I am very particular about the audio I consume, hence, a good pair of headphones means the world to me. Not a lot of people know this, but my go to's are anything under the Clips brand, particularly the T5 True Wireless. The earbuds does not hurt my ears, it's sweat and water resistant, and the battery life, you're good for a week. Among all the sound stages, what matters to me, it's really wide and deep. <laughs> Since COVID, I buy anything and everything from Lazada. So if you want to get a pair for a good price, click on the link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Okay. And then when was it? Um, fast forward. No, not fast forward. Like when you went. Oh. I think the reason. I, sorry, sorry. You no, I was just going to say fast forward. I was going to say. Then you went through your um, family financial problems where you had to lost your internet for, what was it, like two months, three months, something like that? It was also a tough spot for me, yeah. Yeah, And I remember, you know, you told me, you're like, so I'll be back on in June or July. And I remember you had just gotten a new job right when you had to cancel, right when the internet got canceled. And your new retail job, you were working as a manager. So um, you had a lot, you didn't have much time at all to yourself, let alone to voice chat with me at that time. So, um, you know, when it all, when all that transpired and you didn't have internet, um, I waited. And when you finally jumped back online a couple months later, you were like, um, I got a boyfriend. Let me just say, Cameron is like between the both of us, I'm going to say this is far more a better person than I am. And I, you know, kind of went back to going, well, I'm not going to push you into saying you should be with me because that's kind of fucked up. But at the same time, like you knew where we were going. You knew yeah. where we were headed. So it, that was, it was the time you bought the tickets for Singapore, right? Not yet. None at that no. point. That wasn't yet. But it caused me to break it, break off talking from you for a while. I remember that. And I understood. I remember I would see your Facebook post. Um, I remember watching that video and just being like super down on myself because of watching it and just being like, oh man. If she's happy, then what am I going to do? <laughs> oh, no, no. Just so the listeners know that it was an abusive relationship. So Yeah, but I didn't know that from where I was. Uh, at that I time. know. I Perspectively, know. I didn't have that that understanding of what was really going on. Yeah. I was just seeing, you know, your very positive <laughs> presentation. Yeah. So, um, but either way, because I had kind of at that point written off relationships after that happened, yeah. and I was just really not interested in trying to be anybody's man because I didn't feel like there was anybody that meant anything like that to me like you did. And it made no sense for me to be in any kind of relationship where I didn't feel the same way. Yeah. So um, that was a, not my best time. But I remember when we when that happened that you were going through 
things that you weren't telling me about. And then um, maybe a year into that relationship is when you reached out to me again. Came in a phone call. Yeah, a phone call. And when you reached out to me with the phone call and you called me up and we hadn't talked or spoken or said anything for like a year that whole time. Yeah. And you you told me what was going on and you were just like, I, I want to tell you how much I love you and how much you mean to me. And it really broke my heart at that moment because I was just, you know, I was... Yeah, I, <laughs> I was really upset, but really hurt and really just wanting to figure out how to fix it all. Yeah. Because I was, because at that point in time, I was in deep shit. And I realized that, you know, like I realized that I, we're crying again, babe. <laughs> oh, God. But like at that point in time, just so the listeners know. I was in deep shit and um, I reached out to, you know, like people, well, other than Gems, she was there for me. Um, But I reached out to people who know, who, who, you know, people who knows me like inside and out um, and X specifically as well. And I was shoved away and I was like, why? What I needed at that point in time was just a conversation and that's it. I don't need money. I don't need anything. I just need someone to talk to. So I realized that for the longest time I haven't talked to like Cameron and I was like, I think he deserves to know this, but because we've been friends for the longest time, babe. And I was like, like not in the manner for you to like come back to me. That's not my intentions, but just so you know that, Hey, I'm dealing with this shit. So I'm sorry if I treated you like, you know, crap. Back then, that wasn't my intention at all. No, I know. I wasn't saying it like that. I was just in my head. I, it just, I was already still in love with you at that point. I just tried to push it out. So it was just, you know, when you said that, and it, it was like, but you're with this guy, but you don't feel that way about him. And it just, it kind of made, it motivated me. Um, to try to figure out how to do something about it. And the best thing I could think to do is just try to see you. And I was, it was right around the time that I was about to turn 30 um, for my 30th birthday. And so I reached, I, I remember I called you back maybe a couple weeks or a month after that and said, hey, you know, I'm really thinking I want to book a ticket out to come see you and visit you in Singapore since we've had all these really deep uh, conversations throughout the years and I don't really see myself being happy in another relationship. Sounds like you feel the same. Like, <laughs> I should come out there. So, and I remember I booked the hotel before I booked the plane ticket and you were like excited, but you were nervous about me doing it. And you're like, maybe you should wait. And I was like, no, I'm going to book it now because that way I can make sure I can guarantee the pricing. And a couple months went by before the actual flight was coming by. And we were like maybe two or three months away from the actual flight. And you called me up and you're like, I got some news for you. I'm back with him again. And it, it really, <laughs> it really threw me through a loop when that happened. Cause I was really just like, what's going on? I didn't understand. 
I was very confused as what to do with myself at that point. And it, I remember that I reached out to my sister and kind of told her the whole basis of everything. And she was like, regardless of anything, you should still go on this trip. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it'll, you know, it'll help you in different ways, regardless of whether or not you two talk again. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll go. And my roommate, uh, who I still live with, um, he wanted to go on a vacation himself at the time. And I was like, hey, I'm going to Singapore to go take a break from my job because I need it. And it's my birthday. And I want to do something unique for my 30th. That way it'll be a memorable birthday regardless of if you and me are going to talk ever again at that point. And he was like, yeah, I'll go out with you. And so, you know, we booked the plane tickets after that, that I knew that I was going to go. And I was maybe two weeks out from the actual flight. And that's when I reached out to you again. And the reason why I kept reaching out to you is just because I, I couldn't get you out of my head, regardless of what I tried to do. And I, it wasn't that I figured, you know, maybe I can convince you to be in love with me. But it was just more of like, I I felt like if I was going to have a shot at love, if I was really going to have a real shot at feeling really happy with somebody, it was going to take me stepping out of a lot of my comfort boundaries or a lot of my expectations I had set for myself of what I would allow myself to experience in a relationship. Yeah. At that time. And I I knew that I wasn't going to be interested in trying to start anew with somebody else. Because <laughs> it's already hard dating, like, you know, like in it, our... It's uh, hard. It's even harder to date in a town like Los Angeles. Singapore. Or Singapore. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, it's, you know, it's difficult already. And then you add dating in these towns that aren't very um, aren't very copacetic to having a very friendly community in general and it just makes it really difficult to find somebody that's genuine so not to say that there aren't genuine people here I know there are and I've found plenty of them but finding a genuine person that you want to date that that meets your criteria and you meet theirs (laughs) you know it it starts to become that like you start being a checklist thing, and that's ugh. yeah. But it's, <laughs> you it's need all these hard. things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just hard in general, you know. Like I, thank God, I'm gonna digress a bit. Like thank God, I found you, babe, because I don't know how to react if I was thrown out there to date. In all honesty, like I would be a potato. I, because <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just don't know, babe. I don't know how I'm gonna like you know date people. Be no, you'd be fun. It, not that I'd want you to date anybody, <laughs> but I know, but, you know, you'd be fine. You, you're very, you've got a great personality. You're an amazing woman. There's a lot no, of things. No, but you too you. as well. But it's just the human connection, you know. Like it's like, yeah. like the reason why we got along was because I, I don't know. Like when you meet. It's going to be one of those things Like if ever babe Like you were to get married to someone else And I'm going to say this Like people are going to be like What the fuck But 
if I'm going to get married to someone else and you're going to get married to someone else, it's that thing where we're still going to think of each other because it happened yep. with us, you know? Yep. In the that, was a, that was one of the biggest reasons why I never ended up marrying anybody that I had yeah, either yeah. asked to marry me back in the day or went through with anything too serious or had made sure I didn't have children with anybody was because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that to myself knowing that I didn't feel secure in the depth of those relationships versus yeah. A relation, this relationship where I don't question pretty much anything that happens in this relationship. I mean, obviously, if things go wrong, we ask each other, but I always know what your intentions are beforehand yeah. so that I'm not surprised by whatever actions happen. Yeah. But, you know, back then it was you were still learning. I was still learning. We were both still like trying to figure out how to be adults and and I could I can appreciate coming from my childhood background you know getting caught up in an abusive relationship how that works and how you know once you get involved with somebody like that it's really difficult to break away from them and it's very easy to get manipulated back into being in the relationship after you've already broken away so I will Back then, you know, I didn't, as much as it hurt me, I didn't really blame you too much for that because I could appreciate that that was happening, especially after I started learning more details. It, it made it a lot more understandable of why you were doing what you were doing back then. Yeah. So I've, I've never really held it against you. The only reason why I'm bringing it up is to try to give people an example of how you can go through a relationship that is very deep and have a lot of painful things happen and still work through to a positive light at the end of it. Because I feel like that's, I feel like that's a big problem today is people are more willing to give up on a relationship before they're willing to invest on putting the time and effort that it takes to really, and it's a, it's a two-way street. It's not it's not like one person can do it and the other one can't. And I think it's ideals as well, babe. Like people have ideals, they don't have expectations. Say so it's okay to have expectations and you know, like keep your side of the street clean, you know? But yeah. if you have ideals, like specifications of relationships that you want and you don't work towards it, but you expect it for that someone to automatically have yeah. it, it's not gonna work, you know. Yeah, double standards is never gonna work in a relationship. That's not what relationships are about. It's about fair a fair trade between both people yeah and like you said it's about keeping your side of the street clean and as well as me keeping my side of the street clean like it's not your responsibility to make sure that i take care of myself in that way of making sure i don't you know eat excessive amounts of food or take care of myself in certain physical ways just like it's not you know my job to take care of your responsibilities for taking care of yourself as like, and, I do, I'm not going to like blame it on you. It's my responsibility and I should be held accountable for it. Yeah. We, we are allowed to make our own decisions with our own actions. And regardless of what interference you can cause, it's still at the end of the day, my decision of what, how I'm going to handle it. So 
you know, I, I feel like those are a few things that I feel like a lot of people get caught up in and forget about and allow allow the relationship to get away from them before they realize that it's too late. Because it's very easy to go to sleep angry at your partner. It's not a good thing to do, but it's very easy to do. You're and, always going to have a heart attack thinking about it. <laughs> and if you keep doing it too often, it's going to make you resent each other. So... You know, one of the main things I always try to bring into our relationship from my perspective is, you know, to try to have a, a fair understanding and always give a, a fair space for you to tell me how you feel without feeling like you're getting judged for it. Yeah. I and, think that was one of the strongholds as well of our relationship because we're allowed to, like, fall apart, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, that's one of the things... I feel like we had from the beginning just because we were like so far removed from each other physically that there was no concern about if I tell you the secret about myself, am I going to be judged by you at that time? Like, And I'm going to probably bring it up in the future fights or anything like that because it always happens, you know, like from my previous experiences as well. But we were so far removed from our, um, you know, our comfort zone was so more wider because we had so much physical space between us that we never knew if we would see each other in person. Mm -hmm. So I could present myself to you as my true self without worrying about repercussions for being my true self. Because if it just so happened to be that you didn't really fit my personality, well, we're on the other side of the world. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the way I feel like we both presented ourselves at oh, the end yeah. of the day. And it was just very it was very um comforting to be able to have that with somebody where you didn't have to put on a show, you didn't have to present some kind of version of yourself that you really weren't. Because mm. that happens a lot in this world where people try to either make you present yourself in a certain way or they expect you to present yourself in a certain way. Or see someone and, else and expect you to be that person. Yeah, no. Yeah. Just because you dress a certain way doesn't mean you're into other things outside of that. And, you know, that's something that we both gave each other a lot of room for is just because I dress this way or act this way doesn't mean I can not be into that really weird thing over there. But it was T-shirt and jeans that made me fall in love with you as well. It's the simplicity of that, babe. Well, that's, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that. That boils down to just the fact that I, I grew up very blue collar and I knew what it was like to have a hardworking parent in my life, um, making sure that they were putting food on the table and making sure that we were surviving. And I could never change that about my personality. It was something that was just ingrained into me. And you, I mean, you've never truly met my grandfather, but if you were to physically meet him, which sadly you won't, be able to happen but if you were to have ever have have the opportunity to have met my grandfather you would be able to recognize how close in um personality and just overall general you attitude. Even look the same. very very similar in in our physical stature he's a little bit taller than me he's like six three or six four oh but yeah he's tall <laughs> <laughs> But, um, 
Yeah, it, it's just been a part of how I grew up. I was, you know, my family, you know, whether it was my grandfather or my biological father that was in the military or my 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 dad, who I call my dad, who's also who was also in the military. Like I grew up being around very blue collar men. Mm. And my dad and my grandfather and uh, the men that I've kind of been raised by were all very blue collar men involved, been very much like work with their hands, done things and built things with their own two hands. And that's just kind of the, that's just kind of the philosophy that I grew up understanding is, you know, that very much like you do things by getting in there and making it happen. And I, you know, as much as I, in, I, I went through a small period where I wore Abercrombie and Fitch. Very I think everyone went through that, it. babe. <laughs> very expensive clothing, not worth it at all. <laughs> not for the clothes that you're getting. <laughs> like, it's the same as, you know, cargo shorts and, <laughs> and a, in a floral print button up <laughs> for like $100. It's just so we went through it. our hip hop phase as well, babe. True. And that was a, what I was going to say is I went through I went through my Abercrombie phase. I went through my hip-hop phase. And then I just kind of ended up being realizing I'm just a little bit too blue-collar for all of it. So now I don't really wear anything that's too, like, one side or another. It's just very... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's just because I don't feel... I, I feel like... If I have to wear somebody's logo or brand or something and I'm not behind it, I feel like I'm a just a walking poster, which I'm not a fan of being if I don't believe in something. So no. We're down but, to basics now. Yeah. I, I prefer to be basics anyways because it's, one, it's cheaper. You can buy five shirts for the price of one. I know. <laughs> like me too. Two, it allows you to spend money on on quality versus aesthetics, which, yeah. I mean, aesthetics is important. I'd make sure that my clothes don't look shitty, <laughs> but I mean quality as far as in the material that's used. Yeah. You can get a higher quality material um, that doesn't have any branding on it, but is actually a little bit cheaper to buy just because it's not a branded shirt probably we should start buying like supreme stuff or easy but <laughs> please don't please don't please don't <laughs> no i'm gonna burn it if you if you try to buy me something like that no i, I would burn it i would put it on youtube and i would burn it that's that's what would happen it'd become it'd become content for my youtube channel oh, i know but we're the same though i just ugh, i See, that's the thing, like, yeah, we're digressing a bit, but that's fine. Like, I, it's the same, babe. Like, even, like, wallets, you know, like, I like leather. That's, I, doesn't have to have a brand on quality. it. It's just, it's just exactly. gotta be quality. And for jewelry, I don't have to buy, a, they look nice, like Cartier, you know, and stuff like that. It looks nice, but it's 18K gold, and it's for the brand. You're paying for the brand when you can get, like, good gold. You know, or like Pandora, which is just freaking silver. Oh, don't get me started on that, babe. I'm not one of those <laughs> girls who I am sorry. I respect you if you like Pandora, but I am not a fan of it. If you come to Singapore and you see the gold here, you'd be like, you can get well, like that's the reason. 
that's the reason why I stopped buying any kind of jewelry for you in America. <laughs> just because I was like, it makes no sense to buy jewelry in America for you when I can buy qual- 10 times the quality for a third of the price in Singapore. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that there's not like nice jewelry in America. I mean, I'm there not are. there isn't, but it comes the with a price tag attached to it that doesn't really match the. Not that the quality is not there on some of those items, but they can get away with charging a higher price for something that's less quality. Yeah, I know. And that's just where I go. Eh, I'd rather go quality. And like just... Tiffany and Kobe. Oh my god! Don't get me started. I don't. I mean, they're nice, but I don't know. I just prefer precious gems and like gold. Yeah. And, like, they're much more good investment. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I think the next one I want to talk about is a hardships, the hardship that we went through, babe, and how we overcome it, like being on different sides of the world and being in, in a long distance relationship. I think we should talk about that. Okay. You know. Um. Well, the difficulties in being a long distance relationship and being on other sides of the world is obviously um, alignment of our sleeping patterns and <laughs> uh, waking patterns. So that we can actually talk to each other on a consistent basis. Now, we always try to make at least a minute to five minutes of time a day to say hello and, you know, make sure that each other is doing okay emotionally. And just do the, you know, emotional check-in and tell each other and remind each other that we love each other so that that doesn't go a day without us remembering that. That doesn't go a day without us remembering that. Um because we do that, um, we always at least try to, you know, even if it's a text message of just saying, I love you, I miss you, I hope you're doing okay, I hope that your day's going well, I hope that your podcast is going well, or I hope that your day at work was well, however, you know, whatever it is, we at least try to have those little bits um, on a daily basis, so it keeps a little bit more normalcy, especially during COVID, it's it's really important to make sure that you keep each other on a steady path, remember, reminding each other that you're there for each other, that you're going to make it through this, and that even when you're emotionally just drained, that the other one is still there and they care, and that you will get to the end goal, which is to be together. Yeah. So I'd say that that is one of the major hoops and hurdles of being in a long distance relationship. That's not a lot of times that I call you up breaking down and just like, but I miss you. You know, there's lots of that lot. So anyone of you who's listening and who wants to pursue a long distance relationship, just there's, you know, as long as you know that, you know, that person that you love and the feelings are not going to go away and you're concrete about it. Oh, you can go a gazillion. You can go through a gazillion things. (laughs) You can. But you have to make sure that it's a healthy relationship for you too. Like, yeah. like it's it's one thing to be in a long distance relationship. It's another thing to be in a healthy long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like healthy long distance relationship requires both people to be very interactive and be very uh, proactive about the relationship. Yeah. Versus a long distance relationship that's one-sided or or nobody's really putting in any uh, attention like 
that can you can still be in a long distance relationship, but you're not really in a relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it, so there's a difference there, and uh, I feel like I just want to clarify that so that people can you know see the difference between what a healthy relationship can feel like versus what a long distance relationship where they're not getting what they need out of it. Um, what that look can kind of look like too, because I've been in long distance relationships besides this one, Mm. but this is the first one where it's felt healthy for me. And this is the first one where it actually, actually kind of works being long distance on some level right now like at least where we are in our life and where we need to go and what we're trying to do it makes sense why we're not exactly right now next to each other and that's because we usually get caught up with each other and end up wasting our days away just (laughs) (laughs) that's why when i go to like to my friends whoever is listening right now if i ever go there or he comes here for like three months you know like we're gonna disappear from the face of the earth yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing though babe like there's a lot of like i think the advice i would give is there's a lot of hardship there was like one time that we didn't get to meet each other for one and a half years was it one and a half or was it one year yeah it was one and a half it was occupied ourselves like with work and whatever we can just so we don't go crazy yeah and that was you know and that's another thing is like it hasn't been smooth sailing since we did finally get together we did have a lot of bumps along the way it hasn't been like always the cleanest sailing but one thing about our relationship that i've really appreciated is the fact that even though we haven't always been the smoothest we're at least the most understanding and and we're honest and we're both very honest about it too so if i screw up i will i will tell sheeta right away how i screwed up what i did and how how bad it was So that she can at least start to really register it in herself and be able to process it and see what she's going to need on her side to make the relationship whole again. Mm -hmm. Because that's one thing that, you know, in a relationship that you got to do is you got to have the back and forth. You have to have the give and take. And that's the one thing that we do a lot with each other is that we try to make sure that we cover each other on those things that if we know that we screwed up somewhere, if there's something that the other one needs that mm-hmm. we have that we can give emotionally or mentally or physically, we'll try our best to help our the other one out. Yeah. So especially long distance, babe. Like we talked about this as well. Like there's a it would be a lie if I would say that no, there's no temptation left and right. I mean temptation in the sense that people are gonna poke at us and say, Hey. Yeah there somewhere else i'm here for you but i think the key to that is to just you know be straightforward with each other like i always tell cameron like hey there's a person who is like (laughs) yeah and that's another thing is like you know as adults as living members of society we're gonna be around other people and we're gonna meet new people and that happens and you can't always change who's gonna like you and it's yeah. not you know it's it's not Sheeta's fault for her being pretty <laughs> and it's, it's not my fault for being quick-witted <laughs> and charming <laughs> but you know 
that's just, you know, the way we are as people. And obviously because we're, we attracted each other and we have a very positive relationship with each other. That's going to like bleed out into the world and the, and the world will see it on some level and be like, Oh, I want that. I want to feel that because we get to receive and give that to each other. So it's me, when we me. go out into the world, we have all this extra leftover emotional love yeah. and um, excess love to give. So it makes it easy for people to like you when you're feeling that kind of way. And we've both had other people that have registered and noticed that about us on both sides, whether it be a female that's kind of given me the hint <laughs> that she wants to go into another level or whether it's some guy asking for Sheeta's number, like it happens. And we don't blame each other when it happens. We don't hold each other like we hold each other accountable to the fact of how did you handle it? Yeah. But we kind of already know how we're going to handle it before it happens. So, you know, I don't have a concern about some guy hitting on Sheeta. Um, I feel the same way. I, I, but at the same time, I don't give her a reason to go looking for another guy either. <laughs> so that's the other thing is like, you can be confident in your relationship, but you have to make sure that you're giving your partner what they need emotionally so that they're not going to go look for it somewhere else. But you can always make sure that, like we've said before, you keep your side of the street clean. Yeah. You don't you don't give hints. You don't, you know, I don't overtly try to flirt with anybody. <laughs> Me I don't try to give them reason to believe that there's something to pursue with me because we've been through it before and, you know, it's to be expected that I have a beautiful woman, so why wouldn't somebody else be interested in her? Oh, babe, save that for yourself. If girls would have a conversation with you, they would fall in love just as I did. This is why we should do audio porn. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But um, oh, we talked about the hardship and how we dealt with it. But um, maybe we should we should talk about the benefits of being in a long distance relationship as well. I think that's good as well. I think it helped us in a lot of ways too. You know, for it's career given, wise, it it's given me time to be able to like sit there and gestate when things go wrong in our relationship. Instead of instead of having the instantaneous reactions that you would usually have in a you know a day to day relationship of being next to each other, there's a little bit of gap in time where if something happens, I can step back and look at myself and make sure that I'm not doing something or emotionally feeling something that's not what I should be, yeah. as it were. Um, so that's been helpful for me. In this relationship, as far as the long distance is concerned, I've I've had the opportunity to rearrange the way that I would present something instead of presenting it in a way where I I devalue you somehow mm. or I devalue the relationship some way and you know put put a blemish on it as it were. Yeah. Um, it it's given me that opportunity to really grow in that sense of being able to have that time to really deep dive on myself when you know things haven't gone well in our relationship. I mean, as much as, you know, 
I've talked about your mistakes in our relationship. We both know I've made my mistakes in our relationship. I love you, Shush. <laughs> but we both we both tested this relationship enough to know that if it was going to break, it would have already broken. If she was going to walk away from me, she would have already done it. It's funny how we think that relationships that we have close to us, as in within the same distance or location, like we thought that would work out. <laughs> But we're yeah. halfway around the world and it worked out. And not only that, but we get like we're we're quote unquote I hate you to swear, but we're working hard for our careers as well, you know. Like you're starting your own project, which I will go into later. Like you're working uh you have a day job as well and I'm like working on podcasting and a lot of other things as well. Like it gives us time not only to prepare, not only to get better for the relationship, but also get better in our career. Um <laughs> Should we go to the questions now? Yeah, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I know. No, I know. It's okay. Um, I'm just gonna. You can. You can answer it. You can choose to answer it, or if you don't, it's completely okay. There's just three questions, babe. The first one is from Freedom Human on Instagram. Are you gonna convert if you are going into the next phase with Sheeta? And then I'm gonna ask you the other two. If you don't want to answer, it's okay. No, I'll answer it. It's fine. It's fine with me. Um, yeah, I am planning on actually converting. I've already been trying to start the conversion process while I'm here in America before we get married. But it's just been a little bit complicated because I'm trying to make sure that I meet the requirements of... Um, she can help me on this one explaining a little bit, but the requirements... Because the of, thing is, um, um, not many of you would know, but... Uh, being a Muslim, like if you're Chinese, you have lots of like different beliefs as well. Like in Muslim, there's like um, Sunni and Shia. So, you know, there's requirements in a sense that um, he's trying on his side in America, but probably it would be easier if he does it in Singapore because you don't know where people would teach different things in different countries, you know? So I think it would be safer that way in comparison to... If it's easier that way, but he's trying. I think question number two, we answer the question without answering. <laughs> like, which city would you want to settle in? This is from DJ. Which city would you want to settle in? Singapore. <laughs> As of now. Uh, I mean, right now, that's where we're at. Just because, you know, I, I live in LA right now. And we've talked about this not being the town to live in, especially to raise children in. So, and... It's just, it'd be a lot easier for us as a couple yeah. in Singapore, I feel like, versus America on some depends, levels. right, babe? Like, um, in the future, if, like, the world is a huge place, like, if we will see where our careers would bring us to you. That's the other part, is, like, the advent of the internet and the way that it's changed, the way that people can work these days and what people can do it just it's I, I'm, I'm it's one of the things i'm working towards is trying to build a career outside of the traditional hollywood um world that i've already established myself within so that i can actually be able to be ready for that um transitioning phase of being able to move away from la and away from the career yeah. that i've built so far but um singapore just sounds like the right now sounds like the easiest place to make a home base at which is mainly what we're more concerned about than actually being like a permanently yeah. locked down to some place we you know we have you know i have family all across the country she has family in singapore we have friends all around the world and with our different various talents there's no telling what we can actually do when we finally when i'm finally no longer working 50 <laughs> plus hours a week <laughs> um, 
and I have time to actually think about what I want to do for myself creatively. You're getting yeah. there. <laughs> it's work. It's coming. It's a process. It's not. It's not overnight. But I. I know what I'm trying to do will work in the end. Last question, babe. Um, so. from Delia. This is from Facebook. What is your meaning of love? What is like she wrote here? What is his meaning of love? This is a deep one. Well, I mean, I think I've kind of talked about this in some level already during this whole podcast. I mean, that's been one of the main focus points that I've been discussing with you is just what this relationship has meant to me and the process that we've gone through of growing individually and as a relationship and things like that. But, you know, you have to, I, I quantify love into the different categories that it is. You know, there's there's friends, there's family, there's nieces, nephews, um, your children, your future children, um, your partner, um, and yeah, and everyone like, else. <laughs> I think like even um, acknowledging that there's a lot of like different kinds of love is the first step. I think what you're trying to say, and then I think because of yeah. all the other love that it magnifies the you know the love for your partner. I don't know. I feel very that way. It, it makes you appreciate. It makes me appreciate what we have more because you know i've been through other relationships where you're supposed to feel that way with each other and it doesn't feel that way with each other even though there may be sexual chemistry or there may be something that keeps you hooked into the relationship it doesn't fulfill you in that way that makes you feel content so i would say that you know that was the main that's the main thing is making sure that you understand what kind of relationship you're looking to have so that you can really find the kind of love that you're seeking out because understanding the love that you, you, you want to give and you want to receive is very important to being able to find what you're looking for in a partner. Okay. Yay. I hope that answers your question, Delia. And babe, you like, before we conclude, where can they find you and what is your project? So I'm just like advertising you right now so that, like I told you, like the listeners is actually for, like 59% of it is from America because I'm using Anchor and 26% is from Singapore. Go ahead, babe. Um, so um, since we got into COVID and I've had to start working from home, um, it's given me a little bit more free time to be able to like think about how I would want to um, pursue a future career outside of the trailer industry. And um, one of the main things that I've kind of started is I started uh, streaming um, on Twitch. So my channel is The Trailer Gamer on Twitch and on Instagram, on YouTube, even though YouTube I haven't really done anything with yet. Um, working on getting that channel going here in the future, but Twitch has been taking up the most amount of my time because it's I've had to spend a lot of time uh, <laughs> problem solving certain things because it's it's not that it's complicated; it's just that there's technical issues that for somebody like me that's very um, power user and uh, oriented where I'm trying to not only like present an entertaining channel, but I'm also trying to present a, a visualization of to say to, to show other people like, look, you can, 
there's more to do than just your plain old simple border boxes <laughs> and your simple text that you can just put on screen. You can go farther with with what this medium yeah. is because because of all my background experience and all the things I know, it makes it very easy for me to kind of make that transition somewhat as far as being able to create a very um, engaging experience visually um, on my channel. So I play video games on there, obviously. Uh, right now I'm playing Escape from Tarkov. That's my main game I'm playing hard, with girl. my friends. <laughs> like for me, because I'm a noob. It's, it's a... It's a great game. It's very difficult. It's it requires <laughs> it requires a lot of patience and a lot of willingness to get your ass handed to you over and over again. So, <laughs> and but it's still in beta form, which is why I kind of like it because it's not like as popular as say PUBG or as popular as you know Fortnite, where most of the community is watching right now. But it's it's going to become popular when it finally gets a fi- an official release because it is a really yeah. good game. So um, I'm excited to grow with that. I'm also going to be doing other games, obviously. And when Cyberpunk 20, 2077 comes out, that's going to be one of the other games I'm going to play a lot of. But besides doing just video games on the channel, I'm also going to be um, doing some more tutorials and showing people how I work with the software so that they can hopefully learn something that they can take and approach their own whatever YouTube channel, Twitch stream channel, um, their own creative content channel, whether that's going to be on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. If you're interested in being creative and you need to learn how to design, I'm, I'm trying to be one of the people that'll help give that information for free is, is there any like you know like word of advice for them who are starting up babe like you know they want to do what you're doing uh, for creative um if you're interested in learning how to be a creative um first thing would be to kind of just run the gamut and see what you want to do if you have an idea already then you need to figure out what the steps are that would make you get into a career that's involved in that kind of uh, profession. Um, with design, it's more so just learning the software and knowing how to use the software technically. Because I didn't go to school for what I do. I YouTube University all the way. <laughs> um, I taught myself. I did get an associate's degree in business management, but that had nothing to do with anything other than my mom saying, okay, if you want to have a place to live, <laughs> you got to keep going to school. So that's why I got the associate's degree. But either way, um, I would say if you're interested in being a creative, it's really about just absorbing as much content as you can um, because you're going to get inspiration from everything you see. And that's something that I, I wholeheartedly believe is that even if it's bad content that you're watching, you're still going to get something from it uh, perspectively, whether it be to teach you what not to do, what to look out for, what visual cues don't work, what audio cues don't work. There's a lot of things that you can learn from a bad film or a bad video as much as you can learn from a good video. But a good video is really hard because then you have to actually um, like really spend the time 
to really break down the elements that make mm-hmm. it good. So I would say if you're interested, start absorbing as much as you can. Watch as much as you can, especially whatever the field is that you're more interested in going into. Get get involved. Get get deeply involved. Find out where, you know, who the players are, what they're what they're using, what they're doing. And then, you know, if you don't have the financial means to go after something, then figure out your your alternative routes. I'm not going to go and promote any particular torrent website, but if you can't find what you need, there's a torrent out there that'll <laughs> supply you with the software you Google do need. <laughs> I, I, trust me, I did not, I could not afford paying for Adobe Suite back when I first started out. It was way too expensive for somebody that had no practical experience to be able to pay for yeah. something like that. So, if if you're interested, there's always you know free uh, software versions, uh, tutorial versions to learn on. There's always some way to learn whatever the software is that you want to learn. So that would be the main thing I would say is research, watch, and find out what you need software wise if you're going into any of these creative fields that require that. Yeah, you drop jewels. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was a good one, babe. Oh. I hope like they learn like yeah. whatever. Like I, I think we should conclude it now. Um, I think that I, I hope that the listeners who are listening to us can actually get some takeaways. You know, they can learn a thing or two about relationships. I think we covered a lot about relationships and also about being creatives and how you need to learn and stuff like that. So. Um, if you want to, if you like the stuff that I do and you like the stuff that, you know, what he talked about, follow him on a trailer gamer on Instagram and all the major social media platforms, Twitch, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, the trailer gamer, just T H E trailer gamer, simple as I could possibly (laughs) make it because I work in the movie trailer industry. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah thank you so much guys for taking the time to listen and thank you Cameron I love you and I, I wish you all you. the thank best for, for everything that you do I'm always going to be your cheerleader you know that me too I always I always want to support you I mean I'm really really proud of you and always excited to see where you're going to go with this and I know that this is going to become more successful as time goes on so I'm very excited to see what you blossom into in your blossom career. Blossom into an audio point. Per- oh, yeah, sorry. I love you, babe. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. That's about it from us. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.